Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Amon, and this is your mega preview pod for this week's Valero Texas Open. That means storylines. It means best bets. It means the one and done. Joining me to break it all down, Patrick McDonald is here. Patrick, good day to you. Good day. Uh, We were talking a little bit about vamping back there. Have you guys uh, been catching up with this Gwyneth Paltrow case at all? The ski incident? What happened? Go on. I get. I guess she just completely bodied this guy on the slopes in 2016, and they're in court uh, all week here in testimony. Is this like a like he's trying to like a civil case? Was he like injured in the thing? I, I guess he's yeah he's he's suing her her butt off apparently. Uh, and the the lawyer today was like, was it cool to get hit by a celebrity? And he was like, <laughs> he was like, no. <laughs> You'd have like to be I've a, never been hit that hard by, in my entire life. You'd like also Montez have to be, perfect. have a pretty bad lawyer if through all the coaching you went through, if you then answered, yeah, it was awesome that she hit me, right? Like yeah. that'd be yeah. pretty, pretty bad. My lawyer. first thought was I'm going to make a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Insane. Uh, Greg Ducharme is here. Hello, Greg. Hello, boys. Uh, I don't have any court cases to get into uh, right now, unfortunately, but I'm psyched to be here. Psyched for Valero, get really, um, you know, I love all the Masters conversation that we're starting. Um, This is going to be a cool week. Kyle Porter is here, KP. We had had a tough scene in the the game and household this morning. We found out that our our favorite restaurant is closing down at the end of the month, which is we go to this place every Monday night, and there are now 30 days left for us to go there. Every Monday night. Yeah. What 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 was the impetus? Just recession stuff? You know, I don't know. So it's inside a casino. Um, and I think that they are just like re it's like the casino owns the restaurant. So I think they're just like redoing it with a different theme. That's what that happens a lot in Vegas where things are constantly changing. They're always rebranding, they're always trying out new stuff. And I think they are just swapping out one like they don't care. It's probably gonna be the same employees, are you, you know, same yeah. everything. Are you team? Go to new places on dates or team go to the same place on dates? This isn't even related to dates. If I find something that I like, it is set in stone. I wear like the same outfit every single day. I go to the same places every single day. I love a routine. That is, it is not just dates. It is my entire life. You're going to be a world-class old man. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I can't wait. (laughs) Wait, so Rick, what, what, uh, what kind of restaurant was it? It was kind of like a, just like an American, like, like a, like a brewery type thing. And, okay. you know, a bistro, was, maybe 
Yeah, I don't know. I guess. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was cool and it was a good vibe and uh, yeah, we found out April thirtieth is the last day. Tough scene. We uh, one of our goals this year, my wife and I, was to go to a different place every month, like a different restaurant. Like to go to like to go somewhere once a month and to make it twelve different places. We got to the, this was month three and we just went to the same place as last <laughs> month. <laughs> you almost made it, it to the third one. Yeah, we almost did. By the way, uh, speaking of vamping, I don't know if y'all have seen my Twitter mentions, but it is just a dumpster fire. I've got the tiger stands just coming from all corners of the the globe. Uh, I claimed that Tiger would not win as much in the 2020s as he did in the 2000s, which I didn't think was controversial, but apparently it is. I, I'm assuming that you're just saying that competition is much better now. Is I mean, I don't feel like that's a hot take. It's also not. It's also not specific to golf. It's like literally the whole world. Yeah, it's like evolution, it, bro. It's it's just it's it's economics. And people are like, CBS should fire you for this day. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like saying, uh, you know, Jordan wouldn't score as many points in today's era, right? Or you know, LeBron would be better than Jordan if he played in Jordan's era, right? Oh, it's would. a it's a very similar concept to me. Yeah, it's a little different because. Uh, and we talked about this as it relates to the ball last week, you're not competing against like, there's no, def like the defenders not evolving like along with you. Right. So I think that's the kind of primary difference there. But I mean, the, 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 like in zero sum economics, there's never been a market in the history of the world. That's gotten worse when you've increased the incentives. Right. Like that's just like, I, I don't, it's not even a golf argument. It's just an economics argument. People, you know, the economics arguments on Twitter go well, usually. <laughs> the golf arguments on Twitter go well, usually. Um, yeah, Babe Ruth doesn't hit 700 home runs if he has to face Justin Verlander every single night. Or literally anyone else instead of some, like, carpenter lobbing it up there 65 miles <laughs> Some <hour>. carpenter. <laughs> it's true. I stand by that. Oh, uh, that is <laughs> If you like what... <laughs> If yeah, you like don't make controversial you, tiger statements on Twitter, I guess, is the is the lesson. If you like what you hear, or better yet, like what you see, hit the subscribe button. We are bearing down on 10,000 YouTube subscribers. Hell we yeah. Attribute, thank you. Yeah, we attribute all of that to uh, Josh because we were nowhere near that when he started, and now he's rocking and rolling. Mm -hmm. And obviously, uh, you know, Greg, we are going to talk about Valero here, but the elephant in the room is that – Next week is the Masters, and the content that we will provide, I imagine, will be magical. It always seems to be, um, and particularly this Masters, because there are so many storylines. There are storylines on the golf course. There are storylines off the golf course. The, the press room during the Masters, uh, I know Kyle will be there. That is going to be um, you know, a sight to be seen. You're going to have uh, live players involved, which is a big story. You have the story of the new, um, you know, designated event system for the PGA tour. You have the USGA and their proposed rollback. I mean, you have some major, major storylines 
going on and and they're all coming to augusta national next week uh, in in one of the biggest you know press room events of the year so i'm really excited for it and i know that there's going to be a lot for us to cover and it's well i mean what can we say it's the best week of the year and that's why it's top of mind that's why it's the elephant in the room this week let's actually start with some of the designated event stuff and some of the uh, qualification stuff, because Patrick, we are getting some more light on this. We, we, we questioned what the schedule was going to look like. We questioned how this was all going to work out. So uh, that designated event eligibility will be top 50 from prior year using FedEx cup standings. Uh, and then top 10 who are not otherwise exempt using the current FedEx cup standings. And then, there's a couple of other ways that you can get in, like a current tournament year winner. There's four sponsors exemptions. And also we found out that through all of this, right, correct me if I'm wrong, we're going to get like 50 guys in the tournament of champions next year because everybody who's in the top 50, so who gets to the BMW championship is going to get into the following year's tournament of champions. Yeah, I, th- I think you covered it all. And it kind of gives more incentive for the fall guys. It's top 10 from the fall too, Correct. Yeah, I think that's um, right. Okay. So it's cool. Um, I think that was pretty much mostly known. Uh, semantics or I guess details of it all were just finalized. So did that come out? Was there something that came out today, Rick? I just saw like, uh, like a no, trickle down economics yesterday. chart. Yes. Yes, exactly. I saw people t- took the press release and made it in a beautiful graphic that I understood as opposed gotcha. to having to read the press release. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I'll be honest. I was like, I was kind of unfamiliar. I was like, what are you talking about? We got something that we didn't no, write about from, yet. This is, um, this is from yesterday, but yeah, I, th- I think I saw someone like tweet about how, um, like the DP world tours getting screwed because of this, because the top 10 are trickling into the PGA tour and on the memo, it's like DP world tour, corn fairy tour, uh, and like how to qualify for these designated events, I believe. I don't know if that's the correct memo we're all looking at. Uh, but were you going to say something? No, I think Nosferatu had that. I think. Okay. And um, the the FedEx Cup points here, KP. This is something you've talked about. How these are being allocated? So seven hundred and fifty to the winners of the players in the major, 700 to the winners of the designated events, 500, so that stays the same, the winners of regular full field events, 300 to the opposite field winners, and two grand, 2,000 to the winner of the first two playoff events. I actually didn't see this. Oh. Because that that's new information, right? Yes. We, 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 didn't, yeah. we didn't know that information. Is this on PGAtour.com? That's great radio. Well, so prepared over here. I don't know. Uh, Josh, why don't you share my screen? Do we have the graphic? The two writers in the room are unprepared. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Here we go. Um, okay. So 750 to players and majors, 700 to designated events. Okay. So the thing to look at here, I think, is the difference between designated and regular full field. Now, the pro- so I think this is the part that everybody kind of missed whenever some of this information first started coming out, Rick, was like, okay, what, what was the thing we heard? Oh, you're going to get, uh, what was the number, 60% churn? Or like yeah. 60% of the, you're only going to keep 60% of the top 50 year over year. So I guess that's 40% churn, however you want to say that. 
40% of the top 50 will be new year over year. Is that right? That I believe is correct. Yes. Yeah. Now that's based on, I, I, I don't know. I actually don't know what that's based on. We just heard that number over and over again from yeah, players. Yeah, they run these simulations or whatever. So I, the thing that I was curious about is, was the, were those numbers based on these FedEx Cup points? Because if they were based on the old ones and then all of a sudden you change the FedEx Cup points, now the churn isn't as great because you've got 700 points going to designated events and only 500 to these non-designated events. So I'm curious about, and I haven't seen or heard anybody talk about what the, what those simulations were based on, because all of a sudden maybe that churn isn't 40%, maybe it's like 25 or 20. And that, that sort of changes things, I think, because I don't think that's as compelling or appealing to me because it's basically just like you keep the same guys in year, year over year. Um, so I got a couple things on this. One, I was under the assumption, which is just an assumption. And we know what happens when you do that. Uh, I was under the assumption that they came to these FedEx Cup point numbers uh, with the idea of maintaining that churn. Right, they want to keep a turnover rate of around oh. that sixty percent. So number. they they put in that variable and then came out with mm. the, what the points were going to be. Yeah, how to properly allocate those points. So I think that's an important aspect. Although I don't know that to be the case, um, but I did read somewhere in there, and and perhaps this was somebody's opinion or somebody's thoughts, uh, and perhaps it was a it was a an actual fact. But that's how it was. Um, that's how I interpreted it anyway. The next piece of this is when, when you look at the totals that go to the winners, that's only one, that's only one aspect. Um, there is an entire distribution chart that goes all the way down to you know, the last person to make the cut in an event with a cut. Um, and, and those numbers get really small. You know, you don't realize, people don't realize, but if you come in 65th in an event, I mean, you're getting somewhere between one and three FedEx cut points. That number gets really small. So if you just make the, you're talking about in a designated event, that number is instead of one, it might be three and a half um, or even two, you know, I guess it's less than that. It's like 1.75 or somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, so I, I think that the, what happens at the low end of the distribution allows for a little bit more churn than this, um, than this portrays because these guys are going to have the ability to finish 15th in a non-designated event. And that may equal somewhere around a 35th place finish in a, in a designated event. So I, I do think there is opportunity to um, work your way up, but it's really important if that distribution from top all the way to the bottom stays within a similar percentage. Which, by the way, what if the NBA, what if the NFL tomorrow released like a three-page memo about how you make it to the NFL playoffs? Yeah, this is. <laughs> so there's actually which I, I I sympathize with the tour. It's a very difficult to keep yeah. everybody. You, you're you're dealing with so many different invested parties here between idiots like us fans sponsors here's the there's a q and a yes yeah, so uh, players two, there's two pages of 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 q and a's here here's so i got yeah i mean the fedex cup points thing is interesting though because yeah what is i mean 
the churn is going to be whatever it is after year one, after year two, your models can say whatever you want, but then like what, what actually happens, you know? So I think that's going to be an interesting thing to keep an eye on. Uh, we'll, we'll move on to Valero here in a second, but here's the, this is what I think is kind of interesting, Patrick, because now that we've got these two tours, right? We've got the designated events and the full field regular events. The big question, and it's addressed on this Q and a is how do you play your way into designated events off the FedEx cup points list? So I'm just going to read this. Uh, so it says the answer to start the season, the top 10 players, not otherwise exempt from the FedEx Cup fall points list are eligible for the first two designated events following the Tournament of Champions. So let's let's pause there. If I'm understanding this, Patrick, this would be essentially golfers 51 to 60 who are not otherwise exempt um, get to play the first designated event that is not the Tournament of Champions. Am I understanding that correctly? I believe that's correct, and that'd be the Genesis Phoenix Open. It'd be the Phoenix Open, which will so, be, this year's which, schedule. Which this will be contested in the fall, Kyle, because yeah, those a- those players can play in the fall and improve their standing. Yes, in a normal year, twenty twenty three. I I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It'll Dude, be, I don't know. That, that you're, you got that right, Rick. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be after this year's tour championship, after the 2023 tour championship, whatever that first call it, Napa, right? That from Napa to whatever the end of the calendar year, that fall portion, the top ten players uh, or players 51 in the FedEx Cup standings to 60 will be in the first two designated events. Yes. Okay. So does Napa start the new season? No, the new season. No, it starts the fall. So it's they're like the top top 50 from the FedEx Cup from the year before from that season, plus the top 10 from that fall swing. Mm -hmm. And then if you're in the top 30 of the OWGR and not in either of those, you're in as well. Correct. Correct. And then I think. Top five from the swing of full field events. So I guess but that's is, in between. But my question is, is the fall yeah. part of the 2022-2023 season or part of the 2024 season? Neither. It's purgatory. It's standalone. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a it's like nine events that live in the abyss. So always, even in 2024, the fall is not going to be part of any season. Well, they have an effect on the season, but they're not a part of the season. Right. So, so you know how the there's pre-season. a you know how there's a reshuffle? Like yes. right now, there's a reshuffle periodically right. throughout the year. Essentially, if you end the year number 150 in the FedEx Cup points, you don't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You go to Napa and you win. Well, all of a sudden you're way up, you're in the top 10 in the fall at that point. You'd be number one in the fall. And as you play through that schedule, you can improve on that 150 ranking from the previous year. Um, but you're, you can't get into the designated events, I guess, with the exception of the first two. So the other thing that's interesting here, because I kind of was thinking this was going to work differently is it says for the remaining five designated events, the top 10 players from the current FedEx cup points list, not otherwise exempt through the week prior will be eligible 
for the new de- for each designated event. So this is this is the continuation of the season long FedEx Cup standings, not who earned the most points in the three tournament stretch between designated uh, events. So it incentivizes There's guys both. to play a lot, right? Not just get hot for a short stretch, but to play a lot. So Seamus Power would have been like, like he he's like in everything, right? Right. right. Yeah, because he what won Bermuda or whatever it was. He's like sixth in the FedEx Cup right now. He's in everything. Now here's here's another question for the churn rate. Um, it, does Seamus Power contribute to the churn if he's let's say he finishes fifty first? in the regular season and he doesn't get to the BMW championship, but he remains from the fall all <laughs> the way on. through. He's in the top 10 of the FedEx cup and he plays in everything, but the century tournament of champions. Is he a new guy? Greg, have you, ever, year? have you ever thought about what like series of events in your life had to lead you to a point where you said is Seamus power part of the churn? <laughs> Sure. No, but I'm sure tonight will be sleepless. <laughs> it should be for all of us. I mean, how how did a, how do we get here? It's get an absurd. It's a, yeah, it's an absurd, absurd moment in golf podcasting history. Yeah, so, to so say that it, in public. Yeah, don't. Uh, so, so the way that I understand that, then, where it, that would be a very good situation for Seamus Power, and not so good for Eric Cole. Right, because Eric Cole like got hot one. Yeah, yeah. That that doesn't necessarily get him into the next designate designated event. But Seamus Power constantly being forty seven. Let's just call it forty seventh. He's obviously much higher than that. Forty seventh in the FedEx Cup standings perpetually throughout the year. You're in everything. But isn't there another category where the like it, it's it's uh, maybe I'm conflating somebody's idea with with what the tour actually decided, but. I thought there was another category where it was like the top five from the previous designated event or whatever get in that weren't otherwise eligible. They call the swing, the swing. Yeah, uh, that's here. List the swing category. Top five of the swing. Okay. Top top five of the swing. Josh was afraid we didn't have enough to talk about today. By the this way, this is I was like, don't, I was like, don't worry about it. We'll be fine. It, it, they were trying to like dumb down the schedule. To, what okay, with the so, new calendar? Unbelievable. Sorry. What what is the top five swing category? Okay, so this is the Eric Cole category. Each set of full field events between designated events will count as a swing. The top five players, not otherwise exempt, earning the most FedEx Cup points through each swing of full field events will qualify for the next designated event. Points earned in the designated events do not count towards the swing category. This category will always fill to five. So this is the Eric Cole category. Okay. So he would have been in the Florida swing events, like API players potentially. Well, it says the, the next designated event. Does that mean like the next two? <laughs> oh, this <man>. comment. <laughs> <laughs> it's pressure. I mean, it's listen, pressure. like to be fair to this person, uh, we are literally paid to figure this stuff out. And Paul Azinger is is not like he's paid to talk about pressure and like chipping and you know stuff that i'm an idiot about he has no chance at 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 
If if we can't do this, then he has no chance. The the Q and A document, a Q and A is supposed to like really dumb it down. Reads like a legal like a legal document, <laughs> not not otherwise exempt. And I have to, and you have to like, have you ever have you ever looked at a contract and at the very top it says, you know, this is what a swing is, and it has to define what a swing is so that yeah. we can read it later mm-hmm. in the contract. Yeah. You know what it's talking about. That's what this is. No, is it like a full a, swing or a, is it like a three quarters? Like a yeah. like a sawed off? No, half? that's pitch. Those are pitch shots. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> is there like a two two tournament pitch where you can get in? I mean, it, again, like it's easy to sort of throw the tour under the bus. They're trying to please everybody. It's impossible. I think this is better than what was in place before. Um, but you know, I think, I think what's interesting is you're still like, if you, but Joseph Amani has made this point. If you want to go in the FedEx cup right now, you're incentivized to play as many bad tournaments as possible. And these points are so close that you're, I think you're probably still incentivized to do that. Although if you make them too far apart, you don't have the churn. It's just like, it's, I don't know. I just don't know if you can solve the whole thing. I will say this, the broadcast to the broadcast thing. Um, one, it's a, it's a really busy time to be a golf researcher, uh, working out a broadcast Two, when this gets settled down and you get to Sunday afternoon and Eric Cole is playing and they're going yeah. through where his rankings are, this will be much easier to understand. And all of a sudden, instead of understanding the legal document that we are trying to understand right now, you're going to say, okay, Eric Cole needs to finish uh, T4 or better, and he'll play in the uh, API next week. And all of a sudden, it gives you something to watch for. It's just hard to kind of look at, look at the whole thing and understand it. Bring, right bring back, bring back the magic board. Show us the standings. Here are the guys that are not qualified for next week's designated event. Here's how they're playing. Yada yada yada. Boom, boom, boom. Knock it out of the park. Sansy, bring Sansy back. All right, we will uh, turn our attention to the Valero Texas Open. We'll do our best bets. We'll do our one and done. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount+. Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day. In the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. And we're back. I do want to give a shout out to our guys over at the Ion College Basketball Podcast. They have been covering what is a, an absolute wild March Madness tournament. And now we are down to a Final Four that everyone suspected 
Florida Atlantic, San Diego State, Miami, and UConn. Uh, those games are Saturday. They're on CBS and, and Paramount Plus. So absolutely electric stuff from the guys over there. And uh, I, I, like, who who wins this thing? Like, what's the this is I don't know. I was under the assumption that uh, 12 seeds always beat five seeds. So yeah. I'm surprised to see two five seeds here. Let's that just is, say they didn't that make that far in my bracket. Who's the, yeah. Is UConn the favorite, Rick? Yeah, they're like minus 125. Everybody else is like plus 400. I mean, Florida, it's 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 Lane Kiffin against... Uh, <laughs> I'd be shocked played, if you knew this one. <laughs> well, who played against... Who, who, there was a famous... Uh, who played at San Diego State? Kawhi. Xander Steven Schauffer. Strasburg. JJ Spawn. Wow, you guys just went three different sports. <laughs> and none of the ones that I was looking for. Wait, who did you say, Greg? Xander. Yeah. Now football. Who played football at San Diego State? Uh Rashad Penny. Current now an Eagle. We're calling Rashad Penny famous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, he was a, like a t- first round pick. Okay, I'll let you. Have I, it. I think I was thinking of somebody else. Ladanian Tomlinson went to TCU. I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of somebody. I don't. I don't know. It'll come to me. Well, there you go. That's why we are not on the <laughs> Eye of College Basketball or Football podcast because uh, we have no idea what we are talking about. But that's why golf is here valero texas open tpc san antonio greg um what would you make of tpc san antonio we've seen we've seen some big numbers made if you can keep it out of the rocks but uh what kind of skill set we looking for this week marshall falk went ah. to san diego state there you go finally same birthday same birthday okay sorry <laughs> uh, february, february 26 me johnny cash marshall falk everyone knows that Wow. <laughs> well, happy, happy belated birthday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> TPC San Antonio. Um, it is, it's one of those golf courses where it's very pliable off the tee, but there's kind of, there's some big trouble if you miss er- very errantly. There are some big runoffs on the sides of greens. Uh, the greens are not very big. They're on the smaller side for sure. Um, and, and so it, it can lead to some challenges. I, I wouldn't classify this as an easy golf course, especially for um, a par 72. So I, I think it, it provides a big challenge for the players, especially when that wind picks up because penalty areas are somewhat extreme. Uh, but when I look at what's led to success here, I mean, the last five winners have been top five tee to green. And a lot of that work has come from the iron play. Surprise, surprise. But you got, you know, two of the last five winners or three of the last five winners are inside the top four in strokes gain approach and greens of regulation. So I, I think um, I think focusing and highlighting the ball strikers in this event is something we see come through quite a bit. The Largest measure of success, Patrick, hoisting the trophy on Sunday will be great for everyone, but will be really, really great for a short list of notables that have not yet punched their ticket to Augusta National. Uh, Do we have this graphic? Of course we do. Josh knows what he's doing. Oh, and look who he highlighted. He highlighted friend of the pod, Ricky Fowler. Um, 
he needs just just one path to get in. It's victory. Other notables on the list: Matt Kuchar, Thomas Dietrich, Christian Bezadenhout, Taylor Montgomery, and then Josh got very uh, generous with the word notable after that: Charlie Hoffman, Jimmy Walker, Lucas Glover, JJ Spawn, Matt Wallace. <laughs> A lot of Rashad pennies on the list, so to speak. Yes. Uh, but yeah, he, he's got a win for the first time in four years to make it back to Augusta for the first time in two years. And if you're a Ricky Fowler fan, you got to love what you're seeing. I think he ranks out of all players since the start of the new year, 10th in approach, 10th in putting inside the top 15 in total strokes gained. That's past the likes of Jordan Spieth, Sam Burns, Justin Thomas. So really the last thing to do is to raise a trophy, put on those cowboy boots, and then someone else like Matt Kuchar, this could be maybe his last chance to play himself back into Augusta. He didn't play last year, finished runner-up to J.J. Spawn, lost by a, a couple strokes, but he has a great history at Augusta, kind of sneaky. And so those two guys, obviously, Taylor Moore, potential PGA Tour Rookie of the Year candidate, uh, and I, I don't think I really need to – touch on no, Jimmy you Walker. Can, you can stop Walker. you can stop the list there. <laughs> I believe uh KP as if we needed more really cool storylines. You talked about it or we might have talked about it like Rory going for the career grand slam is going to be like the fourth most interesting storyline next week and we could inject Ricky Fowler right on into this thing. That'd be pretty sick. It would be pretty sick. Uh Ricky is <clears throat> I think I think there are times with somebody like Ricky, specifically with Ricky, where it's easy to kind of overstate what's going on because you want it to be true because Ricky's likable and people are like, oh, Ricky, like, and he's actually like legitimately playing good golf. Like if you took his name out of his statistical profile and I just showed you his his statistical profile, you'd be like, oh, that guy's playing good golf. Is it like top 15 in the world type golf? No, but it's like solid quality golf that is not uh, outside the bounds of what you would see from a uh, like a major like somebody in a major field. So I think you throw all the hype and stuff and masters and all of that out like that for Fowler has to be the most encouraging thing right now. Yeah, playing great. He's got uh, let's see. He 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 did like just the right amount at the match play. He didn't have to play a lot of matches. He played three matches. He was two and one. He beat John Rahm and didn't make it out of his group. That's like the perfect outcome for somebody trying to work their way into uh, the Masters. And he's got a bunch of top twenties leading into this. A um, couple his, other, sorry, real quick. His data golf ranking is thirty five right now, which wow. I presume is probably what you have him around. Also, yeah, I think it was like I think I probably like thirty one or thirty two when I was looking at it earlier today. That's so, crazy. Yeah, he's been great. 59th in the OWGR playing, yeah. playing above the cricket OWGR. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Greg, the rest of the notables at the top here. So we've got, you know, Corey Connors, who Monday queued into this event in 2019, found victory, still the only victory. We've got Terrell Hatton, who went 0 and 3 last week, not great. And we have Hideki, who with concedes his match on Friday, uh, WDs. And I worry that, like, if he shoots a 74 on Thursday, this dude is headed straight to Augusta National. <laughs> I had the same thought. I mean, you're looking at uh, Hideki, who has been, you know, maybe there are some signs that he's been turning it around a little bit. Uh, he played really nice in his match on Thursday at the WGC match play. Um and so Hideki has just been this kind of strange character for the for the, all of last year. And this year, he's been really hard to figure out. Uh, you see some improvements on the greens, but 
it seems like he's having some real neck issues. You saw the uh, the patch on his neck all week, and I guess it, maybe this is just a day-to-day scenario, which is why I'm avoiding him at all costs in you know on both sides. I don't want to play him in a matchup. I don't want to go against him. I'm not playing him in one and done. I'm not picking him to win. I'm just staying away from Hideki because there's, there's too much unknown. Um, Hatton, I think, is uh, when, when I look at this list, Hatton's maybe the most interesting character. And, and the reason is the performances before the match play were so good. I picked him in one and done in the match play and he, and he uh, goes zero and three uh, lays a complete goose egg. But you look at what he did at the players championship. Uh, he, I mean, he, he gains eight strokes uh, approaching the green and Phoenix he gains six strokes approaching the green. He played some really, really good golf in these designated events. Uh, and is now the the favorite in this field in a lot of books. Um, the top price player in DraftKings. Uh, I mean, Tyrrell Hatton was. If you look at just stroke play events, he's playing really solid golf. Um, uh, but uh, unfortunately, we have this match play record hanging over our head. Yes, we got the final tune up for some of these other guys who are already in: Siwoo Kim, Ryan Fox, Chris Kirk, Alex Noren, amongst others. We also, uh, in the world of news, we have this weird, we got this weird news web this week. So it's a live week, Patrick. They're going to be in Orlando. Um, the guy who leads live, his name's Greg Norman. He designed a course uh, in Mexico called El Chameleon, which is where Live went right that used to be a pga tour stop that pga tour stop has now been replaced with another golf course in mexico one designed by tiger woods this one called el cardinal in uh i don't know where it is in mexico but that is going to be cabo thank you thank you cabo that's not going to host (laughs) that's not going to host the worldwide technology championship that's one side of the web i have another side of the web but i'm going to save it until you talk about this side do, do you guys believe in coincidences? I believe in coincidences. Yes. Okay. So it's just a coincidence. <laughs> is that a, a is that design? a <laughs> is that a leap to believe in coincidences? I very much believe in coincidences. Yes. I don't really believe in coincidences myself. Uh, so wait, hold but, on, hold on. So this is all you part do, of a you, plan. You legitimately don't believe in coincidences? Not, not really. No. You, you think it's a coincidence? It's a Tiger Woods design. From so a Greg Norman to a Tiger Woods design, just happens. So you're to be that you're way. a you're a conspiracy theorist. Hold on, correct? That's, yeah, my uh my tinfoil hat's yeah. actually. There's a the big. There's right something here. missing. These here. are hold on. These are two leaps. No, it is not a coincidence that they went to a Tiger Woods designed golf course. But not believing in coincidences would be like, I was thinking of a word and then I heard it on TV. You would actually think that that's not a coincidence and that something else is happening, like brain power, yeah. like. No, no, it's not like, not uh, not believing in coincidences can lead you to some places that are uh, like in. Succession. I don't know if you can come back from. <laughs> in, in succession, don't, don't spoil the new season. I'm not, but when Greg rushes towards Tom on the bridge and it's like we can't use that catchphrase, uh, we're listening to you because we kind of are listening to them. Yeah, if you so haven't seen in, season in, three, sorry. So in that case, if I said a word out loud or something, and then it pops up on my TV, that's not a coincidence. What if you just thought that word? Then oh, we're in a we're in a hurt of trouble. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go see a, a brain expert or, or something. But it sounds like you already need to. <laughs> I was gonna say you should just make that appointment. 
<laughs> okay, but like bigger coincidences. Like, okay, maybe if I'm thinking of a word and something happens, I'll let that slide. Um, but the bigger ones doesn't pass the sniff test 99% of the time. This is absolutely not a coincidence that they went to a Tiger Woods course, by the way. Okay. So one for one on the pod. That is Just a saying. that is a hey, watch this. We'll 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 fix this situation up. The other side, the other side of this web, Greg. So we've got the Norman Live Tiger side. Now we go from Tiger the course designer to Mike Trout. Mike Trout, <laughs> arguably the greatest baseball player to ever live, probably, is getting his own golf club. Better than club, Babe Ruth? Billion percent better. Getting, <laughs> getting his own club, Trout National, sick. TGR, Great name. Unbelievable. Oh, the, the merch that. could be so good. You're out on that? Trout National? I'm out. Yeah. Oh, way in. Sorry, Rick. Continue. Rick is Rick is beside himself. <laughs> He's biased. biased. A, He's so biased. It's, just, it's been a really bad like three minutes for Patrick. <laughs> is this a coincidence right here, Patrick? I'm afraid of fish, so I guess not. Rick can't even continue. <laughs> Should I take the over? Podcasting time in the world. Uh, to I want to mine into all of this. So. Trout National is a course that is supposed to open in 2025, Greg, New Jersey, uh, near Millville, uh, which is where Mike Trout grew up. And this is kind of, um, you know, we've had like the Michael Jordan, but like this is, I'm in on this. I'm in on like athlete superstar collab for golf club. It, it, well, it highlights the popularity of the game of golf for one. Um, which we know about. We've seen this for years with the um, with all the celebrity events we have on the PGA Tour. And I think it's really cool that you have uh, Tiger Woods designing more and more golf courses. So I, I think that's kind of a cool aspect as well. I'm in on the name Trout National. Uh, as long as it's near, it, it's got to be near water. Right? Or you got to have some ponds out there. Because uh, as this goes on, it, it's named after Mike Trout. And we'll always know that. Uh, but but it kind of has a real you know a name of a, a fish you know it, it's a it's a cool thing outside of just his name it, like there's a I'm sure that there's a bear national somewhere in the world uh, you know there there are other animal names that are used very commonly in golf course naming because golf courses are out in nature um, you know TPC Deer Run. You think about something like that that sticks to mind. So yeah, I'm all in on it. It's pretty cool. Uh, okay. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think TPC Deer Run is named after? Well, <laughs> not the animal. Uh, my guess would be John Deer. Yeah, spelled D E. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I know. I know what you're saying, but <laughs> look. <laughs> <laughs> I loved where you were going. I was ready to fire. I was like, I was like the Bears Club. Yes, we got it. Bears, we'll have, yep, Bears we'll, Club. That's we'll a, have, that would we'll have, have been a, it. Would have been great if I came up with Bears. The nineteenth, the nineteenth hole could have a fish. It could be a fishing pond. You go there, you throw your line in, you you catch it, you throw it back. All, I was I was in, and then we got the we got the deer. The deer. Yeah, I, I, I. It just popped into my head. What? It's I'm right. sorry. I apologize. It's Patrick right. threw me off. Yeah, yeah that's true. This is like a little <laughs> bit of, a, of an inception deal, Brett. Oh, see that now this from Brett is the real question. Where did John Deere get its name? 
probably it's from a, chick, a guy named John Deere. Chicken or the egg scenario. Yeah. No, right. John Deere was a blacksmith who developed the first commercially successful self scoring, scouring, self scouring steel plow in 1837 and founded the company that still bears his name. I'm That's I'm sure there's lineage to his name and and you know the the white tailed deer. I'm sure there is. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. He was probably pitching to Babe Ruth that time too, while <laughs> finding the company. <laughs> Honestly, it's, they're not that they're not that far off. Um, it's a live week, KP. It is. The weird. I thought you had something else, but I didn't. I didn't really. I don't know. It's they're playing in Orlando. The obviously massive question revolves around the state of their game, playing what is going to be nine competitive rounds before the masters. Yeah, I think it's any, so two things on the live one is that because DJ's only played 22 rounds since the open last year, which is just like, I mean, I think Sam Burns played 22 rounds last week, you know, like it's just, it's just, now, can DJ and even somebody like Cam Smith, can they contend at Augusta without having played that much? Absolutely. Like, I, I think that they are kind of built for stuff like that. Does it increase your degree of difficulty? I, I think it does. Do you need an increased degree of difficulty at major championships? Probably not. Like, that, it just seems like it's, it's making it a little bit harder, which is, I think, part of the trade-off. I mean, Tiger's talked about this for years of just like needing reps, needing reps, needing, uh, Greg will understand this, needing tournament reps. Like tournament golf is just very different than playing any other form of, uh, of, of golf. And so I think that's one thing. Number two, Rick, I, I think it was really interesting. I forgot Liv, until you just said it, I forgot Liv had anything this week. Now, some of that's because it's the Masters. Some of that is Anwa. Like, there's just a lot going around around Augusta that we're covering, thinking about, talking about. Some of it is like it's kind of already become a little bit irrelevant, you know. And and this is tied to they're not bringing on players, which was like half their business model last year, or half their marketing plan. It wasn't really a business model. Uh, they're not generating any buzz, and so what 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 next there there's just no juice there and maybe i'm alone in that i don't think i am i think i usually have a pretty good sense of like like i think my sense is emblematic of like what a lot of other people are feeling within the golf world and i just i don't i just forget that live even exists to be honest the well we saw it in like the the youtube viewership last year there was a novelty especially at the beginning and then basically trailed off every single event. I think there was a little bit of, okay, this is year two, what's going to happen, but they didn't really get anybody new in the off season. And now we're right back into that, like whatever the seventh event was last year. It's like, okay, cool. I don't, I don't know. What's the, what's the funniest outcome of a live player at the masters? Funniest. Yeah. You got to get Bryson involved somehow. It's got to be Bryson winning, right? Something like he, like, can you, that guy finds so many bushes at Augusta National. Well, I think what's interesting, Patrick, he's shot 75 plus seven times, and he's only shot Bryson par 67 or better twice at Augusta. Imagine he's, saying that and then shooting 75 over and over and over again. He can't stop doing it. 
He shot 75 plus seven times. I think, I think Bryson winning would be just, <laughs> I mean, it would be insane. It would be completely insane. Phil getting DQ. <laughs> I'm actually excited to see Phil back at Augusta. Personally. He's going to shoot like 76, 76 and miss the cut, right? I, I got a question for you guys. Yeah. Is it, do you think Top this 20. is a, uh, is this a telling week for live and their viewership considering masters is next week and they're, you know, they have a number of players who are competing next week at the masters. Is this like a, an extra big week for them? And as far yeah. as a, a gauge of where they are? No, but I think that next week is massive. Like I, yeah. I, I honestly think the, the future of live and I don't think this is an exaggeration depends on how they do in the major championships this year. Yeah, I agree. Because that next event, say Bryson does win, the numbies on that are going to be tenfold. And and you would validate yourself as like, no, we've got the competitive guys who win major championships. We need OWGR points. We're we're still relevant. If these if they have everybody miss the cut at every major championship or the first, like they are going to be pressing the panic button. It, it is the worst case scenario. They have to stay relevant, and the only way they can get relevant is in majors. And if they do not do that, pull the pull the shoot. Yeah, it's a good it's a good point. Um, now, one major may not be all the they, they probably have this year of majors. I agree. Considering they're going to be able to play in them. I agree. Um, but I, I, I just think this week leading in, this is one of the rare times where you actually have meaning behind an event. Right. You want to see where if if that's what you're into, you want to see where DJ's game is right now or where Cam Smith's game is right now. There's a reason to watch other than it's a live event. And it's going to end and it's 54 holes and it's a shotgun start. You know, there's more. This seems to be the week where there's actually golf to pay attention to for for a reason uh, to get a feel for where they are uh, heading into master. So I personally think this is a big week for them. But I agree with you guys. It's not as big as next week. I just don't know. Even if they like, let's say Cam wins the Masters, you'll get a bunch of like. I won't be able to get on Twitter for like three weeks, but uh, so you'll get a bunch of like these fanboys who didn't know who Cam Smith was two years ago coming, just, just thumping their chests all over social media. But like, it, is anybody moving over to live because Cam Smith won the masters? You know, like it, 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 it does legit. It, 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 it perpetuates them as a competitive league, but I don't, I just don't know that it, I don't think anything is going to change over the next year or two, right? I mean, I, I could be wrong, but it it would be surprising if a Cantlay or a Xander or a Morikow or a Spieth or somebody went over there. I think it's the other way. I think we've heard a lot of these. Some of these guys are only on two-year deals. What When this t- second year is up and someone wants to come back because they're now a free agent, what happens? And if the answer yeah. is Jay in some way welcomes them back, hey, go go to Q school, go to this, but I lift your lifetime ban, uh, watch out. That's yeah. that's and, a wrap. Yeah. That's and a wrap on live. Yeah. He's gonna have a hard time saying and he um, shouldn't say no. He should say, come on back. Let's go. Come, 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 come back to daddy. <laughs> I hope he doesn't say that. <laughs> why 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 is that why is that it for live if that happens, Rick? 
um, because then they have failed, right? That they, this, this entire live thing has been puff out your chest and say, we are the best thing to ever exist. Even when you could have just said, Hey, we're a startup. We're trying some new things. It's going to be a little bit different. Let's see how it pans out. It's, we are the best. We have the best players. There is nothing better. We've got everything you could possibly imagine. And then to have guys crawl back to the tour is a very, very bad look. Yeah. So let's, let's just say Joaquin Neiman wins the masters and next year he's like, I want to come back to the PGA tour. If you're Jay, like how do you one turn down the masters winner, the current masters winner and two, you just force that PR nightmare on live. Like how do you explain or exude confidence when like winning majors may actually almost backfire on live to an extent where their players think, Oh, like if I can get back on the PGA tour this way after my contracts up, like I'm a master's champion, it could like almost drive them away. Maybe. One big thing that you have to watch out for is you, you just don't want to create something where players can go get a payday and come back and leave. And so I, I think if you, I agree with you, Rick, where you can really get an advantage in the PR, but I think you need to set a you need to set a firm deadline, um, or you need to you need to set up some kind of parameter where hey, this isn't going to go on forever. You got you made a mistake once, I'll forgive you for it, but this this ends after 2023, uh, and if you want to stay there, then the ban whatever that is, we don't really know officially what that is, but then the ban stays. Yeah. So like a window, because yeah, I think if you, if it starts, I mean, lives only, uh, thing has been, uh, sort of like company movement league movement. Right. And if it, and if the movement is the other way, then like, what is, what is there? What, what is there? Like Eugenio Chicaro Lopez just r- running around playing golf. Yeah, Phil Mickelson playing golf around the world. That's what it is. Cool. That would be so. But I, I think you're right. Like you can't have. I mean, like the Harry Higgses of the world, who's like a lower tier PGA Tour player, would be. It, it would it would be super frustrating and kind of unfair to them to just start allowing guys to come back and take their jobs. Yeah, they'd either have to sit out some suspension or like go earn your card again, right? Like here, you're now on, you're now on the form tour. You're now on like the corn. F- I don't know. We'll figure something out. Oh, Bryson on the corn ferry would be sick. Did you see uh, <laughs> B- Billy Horschel was like, yeah, we'll accept them, but they have to go to PGA tour HQ and apologize to every single employee. <laughs> Did he say that? <laughs> he said that the week of the players. I, think. I thought, I thought you were going to say PGA Tour Q School, which would also be <laughs> that too. Can you uh, imagine DJ at Q School? That'd be so good. All right, we're going to do our best bets. We're going to do our one and done, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So 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 okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions and you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. 
And we're back. Get yourself outfitted in some first cut merch. There's apparel, water bottles, stickers, hats, all that fun stuff. Paramountshop.com. Link is in the description. Real quick, Kyle. I had someone ask me if as a fan, as a pardon, patron, they are allowed mm. to take a range finder to the masters. It is that it is not technically an electric, like you can't like make calls on it. He could take binoculars if he wanted to, right? I think you can, yeah. I mean, that's like a true, like you might need to go to the infirmary uh, move. No, this guy's an absolute nut. I love him, yeah. Like no, completely he's... psychotic. But yeah, yeah, you can take a rangefinder in. Yeah, I would he... be shocked if you couldn't. What do you think, Patrick? Is it, uh, does it have slope or no? Do you think that matters? <laughs> if, he if he turns, if he promises to leave the Keep slope, the slope off, off, is he good? Yeah, yeah, got, yeah can't, can't have slope. All right, I have ahead. done the... Uh, had my so I could you can take your phone into the press center and I've accidentally had it on me as I walk out to the course and you get about halfway out and you start looking around like when you realize that it's on you you're like am I gonna be arrested am I yeah. like is is someone gonna be taken hostage here and you just dart back to the media center and fling it in there like it like it wasn't on you uh yes I would not I that's like whew. I would not want to break a rule at all. Not, not worth the risk. All right, let's run through these best bets pretty quickly here. So uh, we've got our matchups, our finishing positions, and our outrights. We are back to our normal setup because we are back to a stroke play week. Greg, give me your matchup of choice, please. Okay, I like, uh, I like Chris Kirk over Taylor Montgomery. Um, one, I really like the way that Chris Kirk has been playing golf of late. Um, and especially when you look at what he's done in non-designated events, it's, it's really pretty good. He was third at the Sony tied third at the American express, uh, and he wins the Honda classic and all he's played in other than that in 2023 is designated events. So I, I think, um, his game really fits this golf course well, and he's been hitting the ball particularly well. And, and to me, this matchup is a comparison of somebody who's been hitting the ball really well. And, and he actually puts it great, too. And short game's great, too. Uh, but somebody who puts it really well and somebody who hits it really well. And I'm taking the guy that hits it really well in this case with Chris Kirk. Chris Kirk minus 110 over Taylor Montgomery. Patrick, you are finding yourself uh, one of the hotter players on tour. Where'd you go? Gotta feed the hot hand. Matt Wallace, winner last week in Corrales, plus 115 over Davis Riley. Over the last three months, he is 15th tee to green this field, 10th on approach, 9th around the green. Davis Riley, pretty volatile in general. Metrics don't look great, so at plus money, I'll take Matt Wallace, who uh, battled it out with Spieth a couple years ago at this tournament. Your hatred of Davis Riley continues. <laughs> He's the new Tom Kim. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, when Tom Kim doesn't play, it's uh, fate of Davis Riley. I went Sam Ryder plus 105 over Ben Griffin. Sam Ryder's been playing great. Bunch of top 20s. I'll take a T18 right now and take my chances over the accountant. KP, oh, you went towards the top of the board here with your matchup. What'd you do? Yep. I mentioned it earlier. Love the way Fowler's playing. Yeah, he's playing for a lot this week uh, to get in, potentially get into the Masters. I like him over Siwoo Kim. Minus 110. Over C Wu Kim group that says group winners. Oh, Josh, what a rookie move! This is a finishing position, a finishing position, Greg. What finishing position would you like? I would like Ryan Fox top 20. 
Um, if you look at, and again, we've talked about this a lot, Rick, in the past, you look at guys who come from the DP world tour and play on the PGA tour. And there's, there's often a line where even though they're successful playing over there, they struggle when they come here. Uh, and there are two players in this field who have really kind of defied that. Um, and it's Thomas Dietrich and Ryan Fox. But I, when I look at Ryan Fox's ball striking numbers, I'm just r- dramatically impressed. Um, I mean, every event during this 2023 season, he's gained strokes approaching the green. Uh, he's gained strokes off the tee in all but two. And he's really putted quite well uh, um, as well. Now, he didn't at the WGC Dell Technologies match play. But before that, it was three or four in a row, gaining two or more strokes putting. So I think this is a really complete player. He's been a model of consistency, and I like a top 20. Plus 200. We've actually all opted for top 20s here. I went Tom Dietrich coming off his top 10 last week and just continues to play great golf. Plus 220 if he's able to accomplish that. Patrick, oh, look at you. You you have a golfer that I'll talk about a little later, but uh, tell us who it is. I love Nick Taylor this week. There's a lot of disrespect around his number, in my opinion. So I'll take him plus 250, top 20. Uh, he is fifth in this field in strokes gain total uh, since the start of the new year behind Ricky Hatton, Kirk and C. Wu. So for top 20 guy playing like, you know, top 10 in this field, I, I'll, I'll take that. KP, you have opted for a different Canadian. Which one, please? Uh, yes, I have. Sorry, I was uh, reading something here. I've opted for Corey Connors. Won this tournament before. Uh He's somebody that I'm fascinated by at Augusta. He has three straight top tens. The only two guys with three straight top tens are him and Cam Smith. And uh, I know that's next week. We're focused on this week, but uh, I like him to finish in the top 20 at plus 120. Outrights. Two outrights is what we get over at Caesars Sportsbook. I'll just step out of the way here. I went with Nikolai Hoygaard, who uh, finished mm. runner-up last week. This kid can play 52-1. And Patrick, we share our second outright, so why don't you let everybody know who it is? Siwoo Kim, all aboard. Whoop, whoop. We need that, <laughs> we need that, Siwoo, we need that Siwoo drop. It might be yeah. Minwoo now. Minwoo shaking that ass. Might be. Yeah. <laughs> it works. Next week, you know. People forget Minwoo Lee, front nine scoring record out of Augusta. Um, shaking that ass. Shaking that ass. Shaking that ass. Wow. Wow. That was quick. We have it. You know what's nice about that? I don't know how Josh did that, but in the old, in the old version, we couldn't talk over the drops, and the drops would like it was all messed up. Like if you had anything else going on. That one we can talk over, and it can talk over. So play it again, Josh. This is so amazing. Wow. You can hear me. Oh, yeah. wow. See how strong That's cool. that is? That's really cool. Yeah. I nice. like that. Josh came to play. That, uh, that makes up for the group winner. Yeah, we're, we're even. <laughs> Bounce back. Now we're on to the second column. <laughs> yeah, where are, you, where are you headed with your second pick, Patrick? Oh, um, yeah, Nick Taylor again. Just think he's playing some great golf. He has seven top 25 finishes and 14 starts this season. Proven winner on the PGA Tour. Really like how he finished in Phoenix in early February. So not not afraid of the moment. If he gets there, I have confidence with him at 50 to 1. Greg, you and Kyle share one of your outrights, but you're split on the other. So let's let's talk through your two for, for this week. Okay. Um, first of all, Patrick, I lo- Nick Taylor played really good last week too. 
even though he didn't uh, have the record that showed it. He played great golf. But anyway, first and foremost for me, Chris Kirk. Uh, I mentioned him in my matchup as well. I just I, I love the way that he's been playing. Now you look at what he's done on the PGA Tour this season, and I'm I'm just blown away by uh, the well-rounded aspect of his game, which I think is important here. He's 32nd tee to green, 42nd putting on the PGA Tour this year. Um, I mean, 26th around the green. I, I don't think he gets enough credit for what he does with the short game and his putting. Uh, and and we know that he can be a he's a lovely ball striker as well. So I love Chris Kirk. Chris Kirk, 28 to one. That shared golfer, Kyle, is who? Well, it's it's Fowler, but I kind of want to change it now. Not because Greg has him. But why? Am I allowed to? Ch- well, because I I've I've fallen in love with someone else. Yes, you can change. Okay, I want to go with Nikolai Hoygaard also. Wow. Oh, I thought you were going to say Nick Taylor. <laughs> Welcome Nick- to the club. Goli. Uh, I want to change Ricky to Nikolai, and then I'll keep Corey Connors. I actually didn't realize I did this where I had Ricky and, and Connors in my first two bets and also in my second two, so I'd like to like to mix that up a little bit. Hoygaard, here we go. Runner-up in Punta Cana, T32 at the Hero, T5 in Thailand, T13 at the Raz Al-Kamai Championship, T10 in Abu Dhabi. Star. I mean, this is, a, this is a, you know, you're mentioning a lot of European tour events, but this is tantamount to a Europe. I mean, like the, the talent level is probably a little bit higher than a regular uh, European tour event, but it's, it's not that much higher. Like I, I'm, I'm pumped about him this week. You're gonna wish you had Ricky. At least you got well, him somewhere on the board. At least you have him. So I, I'm, a t- I care about the team here, Craig. All right, all right. Uh, Nikolai's I'm a got guy. some I care about team. <laughs> Nick, Nikolai's got some work to do. 37th in the current Ryder Cup standings. His twin brother, though, uh, Rasmus, is 10th. Yeah. So, a little bit of work to do. This would be a good start. Best bets, where we take 50 bucks and we do anything we want with it. I've already foreshadowed mine. I took Nick Taylor, top Canadian, plus 225. Corey Connors, Taylor Pendrith, Michael Gligic are the other three golfers there. Patrick, uh, you have doubled down, I believe, on one of your previous wagers. Double down, Matt Wallace, plus 115 over Davis Riley. I got a little cute last week, I'll admit it. Um, did not turn turn out well for me so we're going back to old reliable doubling down on the matchup uh speaking of old reliable the only one of us winning our best bets kp show us the way please i've got hoyard uh finishing in the top 20 i feel great about this one uh he finished what was it second or third last week you said second second last week uh this field is a little bit better than that one not crazy better plus 240 absolutely love it which means he'll miss the cut by five Craig, round us out. I love where you went here. You found a top 40. Which one did you pick? Yeah, I, I really like Will Gordon. Uh, his game right now is, look, he hits the ball really a, a long way. Uh, he's been he's been striking it really well with his iron play. But what I like most is he's combining that with his putting. Uh, you're talking about in, uh, it, it's five of his last six events, he's gained strokes putting. For a guy that has really struggled on the greens in the past, um, getting the putter turned around is a big deal for him. He's been consistently making cuts. I think he sneaks inside the top 40 this week. Taylor, top Canadian, Matt Wallace over Davis Riley, Nikolai Hoygaard, top 20, Will Gordon, top 40. Josh said 
Mark gave him a best bet, and it was this is a, a vintage Mark wager that the winner will birdie the seventy second hole. What are the odds on that? What's Parlayed with it's Lamar traded to the Commanders. <laughs> is that where he's gone? No, Rivera, Rivera came out today and said uh, Sam Howe could really turn into someone like uh, Brock Purdy. Oh boy! <laughs> wow, that's quite a. That's quite a statement. Yeah. Yikes. One and done. Uh, not plus 200, by the way, for the winner to birdie the 72nd hole. One and done. Not a lot of parody here. Uh, mm. We've opted for similar golfers. Greg, you are in need of it the most. 3.8 million, but I will tell you who you have chosen is also who Sia has chosen, is also who the fans have chosen, and also who I have chosen. So tell everyone who we're rooting for this week. Yeah, sometimes the popular pick is the right one, uh, but it's Ricky Fowler. Ricky um, Fowler. Yeah, we had a drop for that. For that Do we too. have that, Josh? Cracks, cracks me up every time. Ricky Fowler. Ricky it's Fowler. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, my favorite part is the background music in that. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like it's a video game. Anyway, uh, Kyle alluded to it before. Ricky, take his name off of it. He's playing great golf. Uh, every single event in 2023, he's gained strokes approaching the green. Uh, it's a four out of his last five uh, stroke play events. He's gained at least three strokes putting which has been um, in large part due to a new style of putter that he has in play. He's feeling really confident with it. Uh, I just, I think his game is so strong and in a field like this, he, he stands out to me. All right. Well, I'm with you, brother. So let's, uh, let's rock and roll Ricky Fowler to the top of the board. Patrick, you have meshed with Kyle M who has been on one heck of a run. So you're hoping that that continues this week. Tell the people who you're going with. Hopefully I don't tie him down because, like you said, he's kind of been the hot hand recently in this contest. And he's we are going with great. Siwoo Kim. Uh, so he, he loves the state of Texas. You see a lot of the South Korean contingent on the PGA Tour move to Texas. So comfortable in these parts, playing well, and uh, just won earlier this year in Hawaii. So I, I like his chances. Kyle M over his last seven has made $7 million, averaging a million a week for the last seven weeks. He has flown up the board. Our other Kyle, KP, uh, you have found yourself a lone wolf this week. Please reveal who it is. Yeah, I've got Ryan Fox. Nobody picked him. I wanted to pick Corey Connors. I thought everybody would pick him, which we did that for, I think we did that with Sungjae for the Honda. That's right. Um, Brian Fox, number 36 in the world, which is kind of crazy. I might need to reevaluate that Tiger take of him not winning as much in, in, 20, in 2020s if Ryan Fox is the number 36 golfer in the world. He, but he's been, he's been playing very well. So, yeah, burning, burning Ryan Fox this week. I oh. love seeing everybody with the same guy. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes that is good for you. Um, Mark, top of the board, he's gone with Chris Kirk. So Chris Kirk, one of the five or six betting favorites. Uh, Mark, let's see, has I was I was teasing him a bit. He has only made one point one million in his last five starts. So we are making up ground on Mark. So 
here we go. This week, next this week, and then a major and then an elevated event. Here's yeah. here's a question. How many guys do we think skip Harbortown? Well, did I see that there's no penalty next year for skipping event skipping designated events? That's right. You don't yeah. have to play them. But you're it's there's also baked, one fewer baked right? in. Yeah. It's kind of baked in though, Rick. Like you're like because what? if well, if you're not in the top fifty, then you're not gonna be in the designated events the next year. It's kind of it's kind of baked into the model. Like you have to play them to stay in them. Yeah. Now you <laughs> There's also sponsor exemptions, so it's kind of not baked in also, which is kind of annoying. But I think it's I, – I don't know how long that was going to gonna fly with players to say you have to play in these. Yeah. Well, how long it was going to fly was about nine months because that's how Yeah, long exactly. <laughs> it's an Icarus situation too close to the sun all right from the top down here we go recap mark 10 million dollars Chris Kirk Rick 8.5 Ricky Fowler Kyle M 7.2 Siwoo Kim the fans 7 million Ricky Fowler Sia 6.6 Ricky Fowler Kyle 5.7 Ryan Fox Patrick 5.3 Siwoo Kim Greg 3.8 Ricky Fowler Friend yep that's a good impersonation. Thank you. Yeah. Do we know who it is on the call? It's yes. Shooter. Yes, it's Shooter McGavin. Oh, is it really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought it was like a PGA Tour live call or something. No, remember, this is what they did like after COVID. Yeah, and they had like like Nick Saban introduce Justin Thomas and was like, Justin uh, Thomas, roll tight. And like, <laughs> you know. Do you and, do everybody or just those two? <laughs> just those two mostly. And then – and the commercial was screwed up and it had Ricky Fowler in there twice. So like it played like in the first five seconds and like the final eight seconds. And it was amazing. Well, I mean, given how the tour, that up. Yeah, exactly. Given, I was going to say, given how the tour markets Fowler, I, I don't know that that was a, <laughs> that was a, a That was a decision they made. Yes, that was very purposeful. They, they actually had it in there three times and they took one out. <laughs> there was one some. There was one where someone just did the whole 30 seconds of just Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler. Ricky, Ricky was, Fowler. It was so good. It got me so good. All right. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Okay. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, round by round recaps for Valero. And then the second that final putt drops, we will obviously turn our attention to the Masters and we'll have you covered for all things Magnolia Lane. Big thanks to producer Josh, does all the hard work behind the scenes. Greg Ducharme. You can find him at the real GFD, Patrick McDonald at Amateur Status, Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time.